All right, Abotai, welcome. Uh, in yesterday's uh, talk, we started to discuss the subject of Yom Tov Sheni. Let's go. Uh, let's go back for a minute. We uh, the reason why we got onto Yom Tov Sheni is because of the Magen Abraham's question in Tafsadi Dalit. Magen Abraham said that <clears throat> if you do the math. The Jewish people came out of Mitzrayim on a Thursday, but we didn't, we, and we received the Torah on a Shabbat, according to all opinions, and that would be uh, the fifty-first day of the Omer. Starting the Omer on Friday, the second day of Pesach, so Friday to Friday would be day fifty. Shabbat would be fifty-one. So uh, he said, uh, you know, why did they wait till day fifty-one to give the Torah? So he said. That uh, from here we have a remez, he said this from Rabbi Menachem Azad Yamipano, that we have a remez to Yom Tov Sheni Shel Galuyot. That already Moshe Rabbeinu put uh, Shavuot on the second day. So you see, the second day of Galut, what we celebrate is important on every holiday, Pesach and Sukkot as well, but it's Mekor, its origin really is, uh, has a remez in the Shavuot. So we started to discuss. Some of the uh, some of the factors. Let's just review quickly. Yesterday, basically, we saw two mahloket rishonim, very important mahloket rishonim. First mahloket was how to look at uh, Yom Tov Sheni Shel Galuyot. Uh, mahloket the Ran and Rabenu Tam. The Ran looked at it as a takana. Hakamim made a takana that if you're in the galut. You got to do two days. The second day is mandatory. It's a takana they made, even though we know the calendar today, and even though we know the days, it doesn't matter. Yom Tov Sheni is a takana. Shema yahziru lekilkulam. That might go back to its original problem. We might forget the, you know, the calendar. Therefore, they made a gezera. Done. Tosfot, on the other hand, he called it a minhag. It's the short of the Gemara. Sounds like that also. It says minhag avotenu biyadenu, and he looked at it as a minhag. Tosfot actually brought a proof from here that we make berachot on minhag. From the fact that we make berachot on the second day of Yom Tov, we can prove that you make berachot on minhagim. <clears throat> the second mahloket was the big mahloket between Harambam and the Ritva, where Yom Tov Sheni Shel Galuyot applies. And we saw the uh, you know, amazing, surprising opinion of Harambam that said Yom Tov Sheni Shel Galuyot will even apply in Eris Israel. In certain cities that the shalihim in the older days didn't reach, so they would have a regular law of Hutzla uh, Aris. Uh, and for that matter, some places in Hutzla Aris that the shalihim would be able to reach would have a deen of one day of Yom Tov. So he said, it's not talui in, um, it's not talui in Eretz Israel or not, it's talui where the shalihim came. And because of this Rabban, we read yesterday that the Briska Rav, for example, and the Hazun Ish, that they were mahmir on the second day of Yom Tov, even in Eretz Israel, not to do melacha de Uraita. To hedge, according to Islam, just to be extra careful. We did see, however, the opinion of the Ritva, and the Ritva said that no, the takana of Yom Tov Shenishel Galuyot is specifically for Chutzla'aris and not for Eretz Israel, and therefore nowhere in Eretz Israel would have to do two days, and everywhere outside of Eretz Israel would have to do two days. So therefore, and that's the way we know Heg. Uh, obviously, we know that in Eretz Yisrael today, nobody does two days of Yom Tov, and in Chutz Aris they do, and that was uh, that was that uh, that was that discussion. Today, 
we um, we get into the practical the practical halachot. The practical halacha is the case that happens all the time. A uh, American uh, fellow or whoever it is, what's the artist guy? They go to Israel for the holidays. This year, obviously, pandemic year, the travel has been uh, slowed down. But we know that Baruch Hashem, in normal years, people travel to, for it's just for the Hagim, uh, whether it's Pesach, Shavuot, they go to the Kotel. Shavuot is a big uh, to do over there on the Shavuot. And Sukkot, of course, that's uh, it's, it's packed with Tayarim, Mechutz La'ares. And they're coming, they're staying in the hotels, some of them have apartments. So the question is, uh, how many days of Yom Tov do these tourists have to do? On one hand, they're in Israel now. So maybe you say, when in Rome, follow the Romans. However, deal, of course. However, they're coming from a place that does two days. So maybe we say that we have to put upon them the stringency of the place that they came from. So that's the million dollar question. What does a tourist from Chutzla'ares do in Eretz Israel on the Hagim? How many days? Now let me make something very clear. If he's making Aliyah, we don't have a question. Once he makes Aliyah, finish, he's an Israeli. Uh, he, uh, you know, either once he makes Aliyah or once he takes off his socks and starts wearing open-toe sandals. One of those twos will cause him to automatically become uh, an Israeli and uh, that makes him do uh, one day. We're not talking about when he's making Aliyah. We're talking about over here where he's planning on coming back. He has the return ticket. He's with his whole family. He has his house in Brooklyn. He has a business over here. He's going for Hagim like many of the people do. What is the status? Now, Rabotai, I know everybody's nodding their heads. Okay, what is he giving us? A no-brainer. We know this already. What, 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 what are you wasting our time with this? Uh, tell us something practical. I'm just letting you know that this is a tremendous, tremendous mahlokim. We begin with the, one of the earlier rabbis that weighed in on this topic, it's, he's called the Avkat Rochel. She'elot u'tshuvot Avkat Rochel. You might have heard of the, uh, this rabbi who wrote the book Avkat Rochel. It's a lot of questions and answers that he gave. The rabbi's name is Rabbi Yosef Karo. Uh, he is also, also the author of Shuhan Aruch, exactly. So this is a very, very important opinion for us, what's written in Avkat Rochel. It's in Siman Chavav. And this is what the rabbi says, and I'm quoting it verbatim. V'chen ma'asim bechol yom, bechol shana v'shana. He says it's a common practice every year. Olim l'shalosh regalim mechutz la'aretz, la'aretz, la'aretz. The people come from Chul to Eretz Yisrael, ve'osim... Yom Sheni Shil Galuyot Kitikunav Uch Mishpatab Hotzaaris. And they make two days. Just as if they're in Hotzaaris. Velo od Ela, not only that, Ela Shemit Kabetzim Minyan Mibene Hotzaaris, Haolim La Regel, Umit Palelim Tefila, Vekorim Batora, Umafterim Benavi, Beberachot Tehila Basof. Not only do they follow the Menhagim of Hotzaaris, meaning they do two days, but they make Minyanim. If you go to Eretz Israel, the Avkat Rochel is telling you there was Chutz La'aris Minyanim, where they take out the Sefer Torah, and they, they read the Yom Tov, and they uh, say the Hallel, etc. They read the Haftarah. Kemosh Osim B'Yom Tov Sheni B'Chutz La'aris. 
ודבר זה נעשה ממקדם בפני גדולי עולם ולא פקפק אדם בדבר זה מעולם. עד כאן לשון. He says that this has been going on for years and nobody ever said anything, nobody ever questioned it and that's the, uh, that's the practice and, uh, and there you have it. However, not everybody agrees to this. As Pashut as it was to the Avkat Rochel, that's how Pashut the other way, the reverse, was to the rabbi called Hacham Tzevi. The Hacham Tzevi in She'elah Kuf Samech Zayin, in Shut Hacham Tzevi, he writes like this, She'elah, Bnei Chutz La'aretz Ha'olim Le'eret Yisrael Derech Arai, He'ach Yitnahagu B'Shalot Regalim, they asked them the question straight up. Guys are coming from Hutzlaaris, they're coming to vacation in Eritrea for the holidays. What do they do? One day or two days? Unbelievable. He says they follow the minhag of Eres Yisrael, period. He says, and don't ask me a question why I'm saying that, because we know the law is that if a person, let's say, has a minhag in America, let's say, in Chutz and he goes to Eres Yisrael, the law is he must follow his stringent minhag from where he came from. So therefore, if that's the rule, which is a Gemara Mifureshet and Pesachim, he's coming from a place that's stringent, so the Chaurai should bring that stringency with him. That is the rule of the Gemara. The Hakam is asking on himself. He says, It's not comparable. What's the example of the Minhag that we're talking about? A Minhag, for example, let's say there were some places that did not do Melacha on Erev Pesach before Hatzot. They didn't work on Erev Pesach before. It was a Minhag. After Hatzot, nobody worked. Before Hatzot, it was Taduin Minhag. So he says, let's say a guy's coming from a place that doesn't work, and he's going to a place that does work. So he takes the stringency with him. He takes the stringency from the place where he left. Therefore, he doesn't do work. He says, that type of Minhag is okay to do because even the people in, Eris, in, in, in that place, if they wanted to be stringent, they could be stringent. There's nothing wrong with being stringent. Anybody can be stringent and not work on Erev Pesach. Even the people that are living in that place who do work, if they want to not work, they, 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 can, they can have that practice. It's a stringency that does not have any Isur attached to it. Masha'enken, he says, over here, you're coming to Eretz Yisrael. What would be if this guy would decide to stay in Eretz Yisrael? Let's say he would decide to stay. He would only be allowed to keep one day. And if he wanted to be stringent, he's not allowed to keep two days because it's baltosif. You're not allowed to keep more than the, uh, the days that are prescribed by the Torah. A person is not allowed to sit in the sukkah an extra day. A person is not allowed to shake a lulav an extra day. Nor is a person allowed to celebrate the hagim an extra day. That's baltosif. So he said, in such a case where... Oh, excuse me. In such a case where the humrah becomes an isur in certain scenarios. In that case, we say, you don't accept upon yourself the humrah from where you came from. You accept upon yourself 
the uh, minhag or the law of where you are. And therefore, following a second day of Yom Tov can be isud. Listen to the Lashon. He says... If let's see all those people that came for the holiday, let's say they decided to stay there. It's forbidden for them to do more than one day. We know that already. Which means, say it better. When do we say they, 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 they take a Qumrah with them? That's even if they would change their mind and decide to stay in the place, they could still do their Qumrah. If they could still do their Qumrah, even if they decide to stay, then we say you could take your Qumrah with you. But in this case over here, if they decide to stay, they cannot do this Qumrah. It's doing two days. It's Bal Tosif. So therefore, such a type of Qumrah that if you would change your mind and decide to stay, you would not be allowed to do such an item is not Talui on Minhag anymore. So therefore, the Hakam Sevi, the landmark Hedush, he argues on the Abkat Rochel straight out, and he says, you're going to do uh, one day. Uh, <coughs> the question is, how do we posik? Now, I know you're going to say, by the way, what do you mean? It's the Abkat Rochel. Abkat Rochel is uh, Rabbi Yosef Karo. So therefore, what's the question? Mahlouk between Rabbi Yosef Karo and Hakam Sevi, it's a no-brainer. Well, it is a brainer because Maran did not bring this case in Shohan Aruch. He brought the reverse case. He brought the case where somebody goes from Eris Yitzrael to Chutz La'aris. But he did not bring the case of somebody from Chutz La'aris that goes to Eretz Yisrael. So you might uh, argue that since he didn't bring it, that must be that he retracted from what he said in Avkat Rochel. And by the way, there are rabbis that subscribe to that opinion. There is a um, there's a rabbi who was the rabbi in Yerushalayim, Rabbi Shmuel Salant. Uh, he came along and he said, uh, a hidush. He said, from the fact that Maran did not bring what he wrote in Avkat Rochel, in Shohan Aruch, de Hazarbo, that he must have retracted, and even Shohan Aruch will hold that when you go to Eretz Israel, you do one day. That's his Hiddush. Anybody else agree with Hakam Tzevi? Well, if you open up Shohan Aruch Harav, that's Shohan Aruch Rabbi Zalman, from, uh, from Miliadi, that's the Shohan Aruch of the of the Chabad. And uh, he writes, in Taf Tzadivav Se'if Yud Aleph, B'nei Chutz La'aris, She'ba'u le'eris Yisrael, Afalpi she'da'tan nahzor, En osim ela yom ehad. Kibne eris Yisrael. Ve'yesh holkim. He brings down both opinions. But we know the rule is that whatever opinion you bring down first, that's the main opinion. And therefore, it seems that Rabbi Zalman was possessed like the Hakam Sevi. That a family that goes to Eretz Israel for the Hagim, they only do one day. As a matter of fact, there's testimony from the Lababacher Rabbi Alav Shalom, Rabbi Menachem Mendel Shenirsin, Zechet Sadiq Levracha, that he said that the Minhag of the Chabad people, when they go to Eretz Israel for a holiday, they only do one day. They follow the opinion of Shukhan Aruch Harav, 
which is based on the opinion of Hakam Tzevi. Uh, the question over here is, what is our, um, what is our uh, halakha going to be on this over here? Well, let's first see what Hakam Feinstein said. We have Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, Alav Shalom in Igrot Moshe, Ora Chaim Hedegimal Siman Ayin Gimal, and he was posek uh, pashut like the Avkat Rochel, and therefore you do two days. But then he had a Hidush over here. The Hidush that he had is, is that. There's a Radbaz. The Radbaz says that if somebody has an apartment in Eretz Israel and somebody has a place where he lives, a permanent place where he lives in Eretz Israel, and he goes for the Hagim, so the Radbaz says that's already as if he was okay his dira because he has a permanent place over there, and therefore he does one day. Which means, Rav Moshe is saying regular, we do two days. But if you have an apartment, the Radbaz says... You do one day. And he comes with his wife and so on and so forth. He says, Even though it's coming us to go back. Because he has a house. So therefore, Rabbi Moshe says, does this apply today? That would be a big hadush. That if somebody has a house in Eretz Israel, even though he's planning on coming back, the Radvaz says, doesn't matter. If you have a house, it's considered as if you're an Eretz Israel permanent resident. And therefore, even if your intention is to come back, you do one day. Rabbi Moshe says that it doesn't apply anymore. Why? What's the logic of the Radbaz? The Radbaz's logic is that when a guy has a house in Israel, especially 200 years ago, the traveling was difficult. Even though he's intending to go back, it's not easy to go back. He's got to take a boat till he goes back, and the, the, the travel expenses are very great. So if he has a house in Israel, the Radbaz was lenient to say, let him do one day. But today, Rabbi Moshe says, even if you have a house in Israel where the travel is so easy, hey, you jump on a plane for 12 hours. Every uh, Tom, Dick, and Harry gets on a plane for, for, for five, six hundred dollars, and he goes to a wedding. He goes to say, Mabruk, uh, Mazatov, for an engagement, for a Brit Milah. There's Shayanot Mitsuyot. So Rabbi Moshe wanted to say, in those days, if you had a permanent house in Israel or an apartment, even though you planned on coming back, it wasn't so easy to come back. So therefore, we consider you like a Bene Eretz Israel. But today, he wants to say that um, uh, you cannot assume that he's going to stay. And therefore, he held that uh, people that own homes in Eretz Israel and go for the Hagim, they would, and they have intention to come back, they would still do uh, two days. Again, that's against the Radbaz. Well, he wants to say that Radbaz doesn't apply today. But the point is, what do you see from Rabbi Moshe? You see that he was posek like the Avkat Rochel. The question is, what do we do with Rabbi Salant's question? Why didn't Shohan Aruch bring it down? So Hakam Ovadiyah Shalom deals with this in Hazon Ovadiyah, in the laws of Yom Tov. In the laws of Yom Tov, the Hakam has the Halakha like this. Let's, let's read it on top first. It's on page Kuflamid Gimal in Yom Tov. Finished. They're going for the holidays, they could keep them in Hagar Chutz La'aris. 
וכן מעשים בכל יום, בכל שנה ושנה, כל אבקת רוכל, פרפקט. שהעולים מחוץ לארץ לשלוש לגלים נותנים, נוהגים לעשות יום טוב שני של גלויות, כחוקיו וכמשפטיו, כמנהגים, כמנהגם מחוץ לארץ, ולא עוד אלא, שנאספים עשרה ועושים מניין, exactly the words of the אבקת רוכל. He quotes that there many other rabbis that agreed with it, Rabbi Yoshiao Pinto, in the Sheilot Shavuot of Harba Kesef, in the Sefer Pe'at HaShulchan. Oh, so on the, in the footnotes over here he says, <coughs> and that which Rabbi Salan said, that Maran didn't uh, write it, that means he was Choserbo, and Shumra Aya. I'm reading on the footnote on that Kufla Medalet. אין שום ראייה ממה שהשמיט דבר זה מהשולחן ערוך, שאינו אלא לרוב פשיטותו. מרן דבר אין everything להלכה, זה פשוט, אין דבר להלכה. ובפרט שדבר ידוע מפורסם לכל, פוקה זה מה היה הדבר. go look, everybody knew the מנהג in ארץ ישראל, nobody had a doubt on this, so I don't know if doesn't write you every single הלכה. furthermore he says, ועל הרוב אין דרכו של מרן להביא בשולחן ערוך רק מה שמפורש בדברי הרמב״ם והטור. Usually Shohan Aruch will only write something that's written explicitly in the Rambam in the Tur. And since this halakha is not written explicitly in the Rambam in the Tur, he relied on what he said in the Avkat Ruchel. Achamoyah doesn't find that as a, you know, a big, uh, a big uh, you know, issue over here. And therefore the halakha, the acham is posek, somebody that's coming from Echus Ta'aris, has to do... Two days. But here's his Hiddush. In the footnote on the bottom, he has a question. Let's say the guy from Qutzla'aris on the second day of Yom Tov, by mistake he prayed the Amidah of Hol. He prayed the regular Amidah. He saw everybody, all the Israelis praying the regular Amidah. He forgot that he's a Qutzla'aris guy. He prayed the regular Amidah of Hol. Does he have to repeat the Amidah? So he says, you might tell me, Safek berachot lakel. Because according to the Hakam Tzevi, he has to pray to Filah Shilchol. According to the Hakam Tzevi, that's what he should do. You're right. Avkat Rochel says no. So the Chavra, we have a Mahloket. So maybe you'll say, Safeka Berachota Lehakel. That's the question. What would you say? Logic would say, Safeka Berachot Lehakel. However, the Hakam says, we don't say Safeka Berachot Lehakel b'mkom minhag. And he says the Avkat Rochel said that the Minhag already for many years was to do two days. Therefore, we know that as important as the rule of Safik Barachot Lakil is, it does not override a Minhag. And therefore, since the Minhag is to pray uh, Yom Tov Sheni Tefilot, one would have to repeat the Amidah again in such a case. And that's how he comes out. And then he writes, "Vechen hora gaon of Shlomo Zalman Oyerbach." The Bish Shlomo Zalman Oyerbach also said that he would have to repeat the Amida. Now, the oh, there's a another interesting she'ela which uh, I'd like to discuss uh, now, and this is a uh, another. Famous question that comes up with people that are traveling uh, back and forth. I will tell you, by the way, Rabotai, uh, let's say uh, the rabbis from the Brisk uh, dynasty, uh, they actually, they hedge. They always mahmir, God bless them. They do like a hedging system. What's the hedging system? They tell their students that come from Hutzla Aris, let's say on Pesach, on the last day of Pesach, they'll tell them, 
don't eat hametz, but wear tefillin. Which means, don't eat hametz because you have to do the second day like the Avkat Ruchel. However, put on tefillin because you might have to put on tefillin because maybe the Alakaz like the... Uh, so they go, they play both ways with their students because they're mahmir. Uh, and not to do melakha either. So they don't do melakha. They don't eat hametz if it's a less day of Pesach. However, they do put on uh, tefillin and uh, I wonder how they pray. That would be the question. I guess, um, I guess he's going to tell them to pray regular. I guess he holds like this. He holds the, the briskarov that the reason why they will not do melacha on that day, because we'll treat it as if they have a minhag not to do melacha. Okay, so there's a the minhag not to do melacha, so don't do melacha. But really, it's a, it's, a, it's a yom hol. Because they have a minhag not to do melacha, cannot take them away from putting on tefillin, because it's really it's a yom hol. Anyway, so they go, uh, they take it both ways. The discussion that we go now is a case that happens uh, very, very, very common. And that is a single boy. A single boy, not married, obviously, that's single, that goes to Eretz Yisrael to learn in the yeshiva, let's say. And he's there for the hagim. It happens all the time. They go now, they're going to go back with Zat Hashem for Elul, some of the boys, and they'll be there for Sukkot. It happened to me. Nineteen eighty-six, we went to study in Israel for a few years. So we wanted to know: Does it matter that you're single and not married? I would have said, I don't know. We're coming back to America. What did we just say from the Avkat Rochel? If you plan on coming back from America, you follow two days. Does a single bachelor have a different dean? Soda Botai. There is. Uh, there's a big discussion on this. There was a rabbi called <coughs> the Biyakov Hagiz. Uh, Rabbi Yaakov Hagiz in the She'elot Uchuvot Halachot Ketanot. He asked exactly this question. A Bahur that came from Hutzla uh, Aris to come learn Torah in Israel. How many days does he have to do? So he writes over there. One day. Wow. He says, listen, we have a minhag, that a yeshiva guy coming to learn, he does one day. I don't care if he's planning on going back. That's the minhag. And please, do not try to uproot it. Who else discusses this halakha? A rabbi called Rav Hida. In Hayim Sha'al Siman Nunhe. Rav Hida writes, Upuk Hazeh. Devre Maharam Hagiz, that's Rabbi Moshe Hagiz, the son of Rabbi Yaakov. Bishut Anakot Ketanot, Vechen Eid Beno, Sharaba Gadol, Morzekeno Araba Magen, that's the rabbi of Rabbi Yaakov, Rabbi Moshe, I'm sorry, Varabarima Gedolim, Maharash Al Ghazi, Umahara Amigo, 
ומרש גרמיזן, ושאר הבנים היו מורים הלכה למעשה שבחור הנמצא בארץ ישראל, ואין עוד תלוי בדעת אחרים, he's, he's independent, יעשה יום אחד לבד בבני ארץ ישראל. So you see over here, רבותיי, amazing thing. That here, here already we have the rule of the bachelor. And that's what we, uh, now we have to see what we tell the guys, but if a guy's going to study in Eretz Yisrael for the year, if you ask the Chidah, I'll tell you the Minhag in Eretz Yisrael was one day. And if you'd ask Harav Dirbi Yaakov Hagiz and Harav Magin, they'll tell you all one day. What's the logic of this uh, Halakha? The logic is that, listen, you're a single guy, you might get married, you might find a nice uh, Sabra, an Israeli girl over there, and uh, you might settle down and move into Eretz Yisrael, and uh, you know, all things are possible, everything is uh, an option. So therefore, he held these rabbis, even though you didn't get married yet. But since it's Ra'uy, you know the rule, that since it's Ra'uy for it to happen, it's like it happened already. Therefore, it, 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 it can happen, therefore, even though it didn't happen yet, we treat it as if it, it happened, and therefore... Uh, he's considered like a Toshav of Eris Yisrael on the, on the fact that it can happen. There was a rabbi from Egypt in the 1700s, Rabbi Abraham HaLevi. Very prominent rabbi, mind you. Uh, he eventually became the Abedin in uh, Kahir. He wrote a sefer called Ginat Veradim. Very important sefer. Uh, the Ba'er Hetev quotes the Ginat Veradim a lot. What does the Ginat Viradim say regarding this? Botai, please pay attention. He says, Kol zeman shelo ehlitu, shehun nesh'al be'eris Yisrael, until he makes a decision that he's making aliyah, hare akati hu ben chutz la'aris. He's considered a chutz la'aris guy. Venoheg bet yamim shel yom tov, and he has to do two days. And then he comes along and he starts quoting different rabbis that say she do two days. And then he writes, Anu gozrim bechol tokef We're making a decree. Begezerot nahash. You know what the gezerot of nahash is? Nidui herem shemata. Excommunication. Al kol bachur sheba leziyara. The bachur that goes to vacation in Eretz Yisrael. Vedatol nachzor. And his intention is to come back. And if he doesn't listen to us, if he turns his back on our psaq, the host that's hosting the guy, the kid, throw him out. You give him the eviction notice. You give him the eviction notice. The guy says, I'm doing only one day Yom Tov. One day Yom Tov. You know, the Ginat Viradim says you got to do two days. You're planning on going back. I'm doing one day. One day, here you go. Here's your papers. Here's your luggage. See you later. Exit. Ball four. Vim lav. Wow. And if the Balabai doesn't kick him out, we put the Balabai in Hiram also. Yeah, Habibi. Look what's going on over here. We'll put the whole, uh, we'll put the whole community in Hiram. And then at the end, of course, they soften. And those that, after they cursed them, that gives it out nahash, but those that listen to us, wow. So it comes out over here, we have a phenomenal between 
Rav Hida in Aim Sha'al. That's saying that's the minhag and uh, no problem and uh, you know input sepeh and you have the Yaakov Hagiz and you have the and then you have against it uh, the Ginat Veradim. Uh, Rav Hida is not too happy with the Ginat Veradim. I might add. Rav Hida says, "I'm sorry, but all those rabbis that you know spoke against it didn't know the minhag in Eretz Yisrael, and the minhag was to be lenient in such a case to allow the single uh, boys to." Um, uh, to do one day. However, there is a uh, there's a big there's a big issue here that that goes unmentioned, uh, unfortunately. I don't know why it goes unmentioned, but I'm gonna I'm gonna set that straight now and mention it. What's the logic here? The logic is he might get married, settle down, and uh, you know live in Israel. You can't say that by somebody that's married already. Somebody that's married, he's married, so he's going back. But if you're not married, everything's a, it's a, it's a blank page. You know, anything can happen. But what if you have a case where the guy's not going to get married because his parents are back in America? He's not going to run away from his parents, and now was he, he's going to elope in Eretz Israel. He has his parents back in America. Who's going to pay for his wedding? Who's going? He does everything. If his parents say come back, he's going to jump on the next plane. So, this is very nice, but maybe we were only talking about an independent guy that could do what he wants and doesn't care what his parents are going to tell him, and he's going to get married. If they tell him, no, we don't want you to marry an Israeli girl, we heard things, come back home, and uh, sorry, I'm not listening. Or maybe that type of guy, we has control of his life, but somebody that's uh, controlled by his parents, so maybe uh, maybe you don't have this hit hit. Actually... Hacham Feinstein in Igrot Moshe, Helik Bet Siman Kuf Aleph, he writes, Hudavka bebahur she'en lo shum kesher im chutz la'aris. He has no connection to chutz la'aris. She'af she'yesh to horim, even though he has parents there, eno somech al shulchanam. He doesn't get supported from them. Or she'eskimu orav she'ishtaka, or his parents told him, I don't care if you want to move to Israel, Baruch Abba, you have our blessings. And now panas tam mefanesim. Ava bahur, he has a connection with his parents. And he doesn't have permission from his parents to live in Israel. And he listens to his parents. The guy's in the dormitory of the yeshiva. Now he's going father. Yeah, I decided to, I, found, I met a girl. I'm getting married next week. We're moving to Bnei Berak. go crazy. Come home, come home right now. He says... Such a bahur has to do two days. Oh, that's what Moshe. So Moshe took away this heter very quickly. <coughs> While he agrees with the Hida in principle, but the reality is if a guy doesn't have the control to fight his parents and he's not going to, you know, live in Israel without his parents' blessings and they don't want him to do that. <coughs> so now the question is, what do we do? When I was in Eretz Israel for the year, we went to Acham Shalom directly. We asked them the question. It was me and another guy. I won't say who the other guy is to save his uh, reputation. <clears throat> so Acham said, "You boys are single, learning in the yeshiva. One day, Rav Hida. 
So the guy next to me said, why? What's the... You might find an Israeli girl. You might end up getting married over here. So the guy says, Rabbi, I'm not... Uh, I'm telling you, I'm not marrying an Israeli girl. I'm going back home. I'm not. <clears throat> he said, if they give you a good girl from a good family, Yehus, Mishpat Hashuva, you'll think about it. No, no, I'm not thinking about it. If they offer you a big dowry, they give you a lot of money, they give you an apartment... So you'll, uh, you'll, you'll contemplate it. The guy says, even if they give me a big apartment and money and they have yehus, I'm not doing it. So Acham told them, if that's the case, you're a shoteh, you're patur from Yom Tov Rishon also. <laughs> he got so angry from the guy. He said, you're a tipesh. Well, okay, I mean, they're giving you money, they're giving you the apartment. You're not going to do that either. Good. So go, you go, 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 go to church. You're not Jewish. What, 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 kind of, what, kind of, what kind of crazy guy are you? Fine. But does not, in that conversation, did not deal with the issue. We have parents back at home. We're American boys. We don't do anything without our parents' blessing and things like that. So in Elkot Yom Tov, he deals with it. He's independent. He doesn't rely on his parents. He does what he wants. Even though he's planning on going back, one day, he'll find a wife. He's going to live in But if he tells you, I'm relying on my parents, and I'm going back, they control me. Unbelievable. So that's a caveat that we know. We just ah do one day, do one day. Chamaya says you have to ask that question, <clears throat> but then listen to what he says. And this is what he was doing with me and my friend. Even though he normally follows his parents, if they give him a nice uh, girl, matan with some money, will be set up in Eretz Israel. Even if his parents protest, you don't have to listen to your parents. The mitzvah peru urvu overrides listening to your parents. So therefore, tell the guy, hey, listen, we know you're an obedient kid. Everybody loves to listen to their parents. But listen, if you find a beautiful girl and they give you the night setup, listen, and your parents refuse, you're allowed to do whatever you want. And you tell them, and the Mitzvah Yeshivat Eretz says, Hashuva, If the child wants to live in Eretz Yisrael and the parent says he can't, then the kid can do whatever he wants in such a case, Dakam says. So he says, If the kid says, All right, yeah, let's say, okay, maybe, all right, I hear that. That's what Chavayah was trying to do with that kid. He was trying to say, If they give you a good shidul, if they give you, and if the kid says, Oh, yeah, well, yeah, all right, then it's worth fighting. But he didn't. He kept on saying, no, I'm going home, I don't care what they give me, uh, whatever it is. So he said, okay, you're patur. You're patur minum tov rishon, because you're a shoteh. So he says, aval im ya'aneh, but if he keeps on answering, shebechol zot lo yitenenu libo la'azov etorav, if he keeps on saying, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm going back, I'm going back, I'm going back, ul olam da'atos someket alem, and he always relies on them, as yesh le'orot lo la'asot shnei yamim tovim, so that halakha, Rabotai, as we know it, 
it, it really needs to be, um, like we said, followed up with some questions just to get the guy's, you know, uh, intention. But today they take it as a pashut, you know, a guy going to Israel for the year, uh, one day. Many years later when I went to Eretz Israel, uh, I was going for Shavuot actually, this time of the year, and um, this was after I had studied in Yeshiva. I wanted to review the, uh, the halakha. So right before I went to the airport, I went to Acham Baruch Alava Shalom to get a beracha before I uh, travel. And uh, I didn't ask Acham uh, Baruch this question because I knew what his opinion is. He holds like the uh, Haida. I wanted to see what Rabbi Raful from Atenid held. So I went to Acham Yosef to get a beracha before I traveled. And I said, I'm a single guy, Rabbi, he knows. I'm going to ask for Shavuot. How many days? So he told me, "Bezel Hashon Kedai Hu Hakam Avayal Lesmoch Alav Mishat Adak." He was making a joke, but of course, it's not Mishat Adak over here. This is the Hida's opinion. This is the Bi Yaakov Hagi's opinion, and we have many, many rabbis that subscribe to this Shita, and therefore the Maaseh. We say that a single boy that's going to Eretz Yisrael, as long as he has some sort of independence and he has the guts that if he gets the right setup, he'll end up saying, "That's it." Give him the uh, give him the one day rule. But if the guy's a stubborn guy, I'm not doing anything. I'm doing whatever my father tells me. I'm not going to take. Then you're right. The guy's going to have to do two days. So anyway, but there you see that this is a um, this is a very very uh, there's a lot of uh, there's one more alaka that I just want to read. Because we mentioned it from Rabbi Moshe Feinstein. You remember we quoted the Radbaz? Radbaz said if you have a house in Eretz Yisrael and you go there, you're considered like a Ben Eretz Yisrael even if you're intending to come back. And Rabbi Moshe said, not today. In those days, it was hard to come back. So therefore, it was like you were there. But today, it's so easy to travel back. It doesn't matter if you have a house. Chamavadya writes on Davkuf Nun Ben. Ben Chutz La'aresh Yeshlo Dira Kivu'a Be'Eretz Yisrael. He has a Dira. Like many people do. He goes for the holidays to Eretz Yisrael. Wow. He says, since the whole deen of Yom Tov Shini is on the Regalim, and on the Regalim is always in Eretz Israel, so therefore he's considered as a deen of Eretz Israel. And therefore, if he has an apartment and he always goes, he could do one day. So that's a good trivia question. Give me a case of a Ben Chutzla Aris that goes to Israel and is intending to come back, will do one day. Either you'll tell me a single guy, or you'll tell me, I'll make the question better. Give me a case of a married couple that goes to Eretz Israel for the holidays and could do one day. And the answer is, we well, has an apartment, and his intention, and he goes every holiday. So therefore, on the Hagim, he's a, he's a Ben Eretz Yisrael. He has to go every holiday, Chabad Yah says. That's, that's an important uh, uh, caveat as well. And he quotes that from Hakam um, Shlomo Zalman Oyebach uh, as well. That you will do one day. I just saw one, one other point regarding the single... Uh, the single case of the bachelor going to Eretz Yisrael. The Hidah gives a... Um, the Hidah gives an interesting sevara why we're lenient. He says, 
דעיקר יום טוב שני הוא מספקה. The whole reason why we do יום טוב שני is because we have a ספק. Today that we know the calendar, we do it because of, uh, you know, תקנה that they made. So he says, the תקנה was only made on a ודאי, not on a ספק. And it was since this בחור is a ספק, because he might end up saying, the תקנה does not apply to him. So that's another סברה, why we're more lenient on a, uh, on a, uh, on a בחור. So he writes like this. He says, Right. The law only applies to a Ben Chutzla'ar's Gamur. But this guy's not a Ben Chutzla'ar's Gamur, this Ravak, this single guy, because he could, he could switch. He could still turn around. He has a potentiality to get married. Okay, so those are the two halakot that come out. Number one, uh, a, a family that comes to Israel on the Hagim, <clears throat> and they have intention to go back to America or to go back to Chutzla'ar's, they have a deen of uh, America, like the Afkat Rochel said, and therefore they have to do two days. And therefore they make minyanim and they pray. And even if they make a mistake, it doesn't matter. They have to repeat the Amidah because it's not even a safek in this case because the minhag was to do two days like the Abkat Rukhel. Although we saw Khamsa we argued. And the second thing that we clarified today is, is that a single boy has what to rely on to do uh, one day so long as he's not dead set you know, against the option of living in Israel and getting married. If he is uh, open to that idea, even against his parents, uh, and he's willing to fight it, hypothetically, uh, then already he'd be able to do one day. Okay, Rabotai, any questions on today's uh, discussion? Yes, Rabbi. Yes. Uh, is there anything about uh, timing? In other words, if I decide to go like from Pesach to Rosh Hashanah, uh, nothing is mentioned about the timing. I'm not going to spend... And you have an apartment in Israel? No. See that? No. According to that, a is only lenient if you have a dira. Then already you can be considered Ben uh, Eretz Israel. But if you're staying in a hotel, even if you go three times a year, but you're staying in a hotel, you're not considered permanent. If you rent an apartment... No, it, it, seems, it seems you have to own an apartment. You have to own an apartment to be considered a resident of Eretz Israel. And there's, there's people that do that, by the way. I know there's people that go oh, every holiday, and they, they do one day. Full, full-fledged Americans, and they do one day. It's a good... Uh, Thank you so much. We had the question this year, which uh, I asked uh, uh, Rabbi Kaskis in Florida, may let me well. You know, a lot of people this year were not able to go to Eris Israel for Pesach because of the pandemic, and now they can't go for Shavuot. So... When they're going to go for Sukkot, let's say, is that, does that ruin them now? They wanted to go. They wanted that intentions to go, but they were anus. Does that ruin them now that they have to do two days? Or do you say, no, they have the apartment, they wanted to go. I think uh, Rabbi Kaskas uh, asked Acham David, and he said, no, no, if they have the apartment there, and they were intending to go, and they want to go, their head is there, you can be do one day uh, nonetheless. And that's an uh, interesting pandemic. Uh, for those guys that, that think that this shoot is only about pandemic questions, so there's your pandemic uh, halakha of the day. All right, we mentioned it. Now, uh, uh, so in, that, in that case, I mean, to, to take it a little further, if we're going to consider them uh, Israel, because they go all the time, if an Israeli guy is here, right, didn't we learn that Betzinah, he'd only, he'd only celebrate one day? So would they have the same, would they have the same deal? No, Benayi just said that's intending to go back to Eretz Israel does one day. That's Maram Mifurash. So, so, so 
and, and celebrate one day when he stuck here during the pandemic. He'd still see, he'd celebrate two days like and just use the kula when he's there all the time. Absolutely, that's a good question, David. <laughs> you can't use it in kula and say, since he always goes and he got stuck here, so now let him do, uh, let him do one day. Uh, interesting she'ela. No, no. I hear that. That's a good one. Let, let, let's give it to the kula. He's Israeli. He always goes. He got stuck here. Poor guy. If we're, if we're considering him that way. Right, we're right. Him, we're no. considering that when he's there. When he's there. Okay. That's a good one. <laughs> okay, Rabotai. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you, Rabotai. Thank you, Rabotai.